you outside, ZZ? I'm I'm inside in my gym. But I'm saying I walk by your house Everybody. all the time. I never see you. Oh no, I'm I'm staying inside. <laughs> okay. So um, this year is going to involve a lot of screen sharing. So get your reading glasses out. We're going to read along um, via the screen. The topic is what exactly given on Har Sinai. And it's a very fascinating topic as it happens. Um, it's not only a question of what was given on Har Sinai, it's a greater question of what was given on Har Sinai, what was taught on Har Sinai, what did Klali Yisrael, what did Moshe hear, what did Klali Yisrael hear, when did they become obligated in all the mitzvahs of the Tariag mitzvahs. So that's, the, that's what we're going to be discussing over here. Give me a moment here. Okay. So, so let's introduce the Shaila this way. Best way we'll start, we'll start with a Rashi, and I will do a screen share here. We'll go, we'll alternate on and off from the screen share. Um, nod your head if you can see this. You can see this, excellent. Okay, I just have to manipulate this thing. Okay. So it says here, Rashi, the first Rashi in Pasha's Bahar, last week's Parsha. Rashi says, you know, it says that Moshe Bahar Sinai wants to know why did we mention Bahar Sinai all the way at the end of Vayikra. So Rashi says, Bahar Sinai, Ma Inyan Shmita Eitzel Har Sinai. Why is Shmita mentioned in rel- and relative to Har Sinai? Allah Kala Mitzvah Namru Misinai, all mitzvahs were said on Har Sinai. Elama Shmita Namru Kola Sara Prate Sehav Dikdukao Misinai. Is coming to teach you that the same way Shemitah, which is one of the mitzvahs of the Torah, was said with its klalim, which means the general mitzvah, but protesau, all the details of the mitzvah, and diktukel, all the things that can be learned out of this mitzvah compared to the mitzvah, they were all said on Har Sinai. Afkulon, all the Tariag mitzvahs, Nemru, Kolosan, Vidikukem, Misinai, they were all said, all of them were said with their protim, with their diktukem, with all their alachas that was said on Har Sinai. Right now, the, the, the Chiddush over here, there's just a lot of different discussion over here in Rishayim and etc. But the Chiddush over here is that uh, it doesn't seem like that when you read the Tyra. When you read the Tyra, it seems like some mitzvahs were said on Har Sinai, but some mitzvahs were said later. Some mitzvahs were said in Arbais Mayav, which was all the way to the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. Many mitzvahs were said in the Oil Mayad. They were taught from, uh, after the class already built the Mishkan and the Shekhinah rested in the Oil Mayad. So this Rashi is telling us that the Pasik is coming to teach us that no, all the mitzvahs, all tiring mitzvahs, with their klalim, with their alachas, with their pratim, with their dikuk, all were given on Har Sinai. We'll see in a minute. What does that mean exactly? Let's just finish the sentence here. So the Pasik came and taught us here. I'll call Dibur Moshe, everything that we know was told to Moshe, Shemi Sinai, Hayu, Kulam. They were all on Parasinai, and then they were just repeated. They were taught there was a Chazara on, uh, on, on Arbin Arbis Maya, which was 
Now, now let's think about that for a minute. So Rashi has just told us that all the mitzvahs with all their halachas and all their klalim and diktukim were said on Harsinah. What does that mean exactly? That means Moshe Rabbeinu went up and he was makabal the Torah. Does it mean at that moment Moshe Rabbeinu now was taught kal ha-Torah kula? I mean, we know Moshe Rabbeinu sat 40 days and 40 nights to be able to learn kal ha-Torah kula. It took him a long time. According to some Drushim, he actually was trying and forgetting and trying and forgetting and forgetting. And he couldn't even do it until Moshe Baruch Hu gave him Seyat HaDishmai and he finally got it at the end of the 40 days. So what does it exactly mean that they were all given in Hasina? So we could perhaps say it means in those 40 days, all the mitzvahs of the Torah, everything was given in those 40 days and it was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu. Say that, that means we were, were to assume then that Moshe um, Rabbeinu, but it wasn't given to Kal Yisrael, right? They weren't taught all these mitzvahs at that point. They didn't become aware of um, the, uh, every single mitzvah that happened later. They weren't taught Shviyas. They weren't taught Shemitah until much later. Moshe Rabbeinu learned it on Hasinai, so it was given to Kal Yisrael, whatever exactly that means, but it was given to Klal Yisrael and Hasina, but they didn't actually learn it. They didn't actually have any connection to it other than they were Mechabal attire. That would seem uh, logical. And by the same token, I would think it's even, uh, it has to be that they certainly become obligated to any of those mitzvahs, right? They didn't learn them and they didn't know them. And even Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know them, right? It took him at least four days for Moshe Rabbeinu to know. So on the moment of Matan Taira, they certainly didn't become obligated in any mitzvahs, and likelihood is that they didn't become obligated in a mitzvah until it was told to them. So the mitzvah, as the, the 40 years of the Midbar went on, and some mitzvahs were said in the Isle Mayid, and some mitzvahs were said later, later, and some mitzvahs were said all the way at the end of the 40 years, actually, actually a very large number of mitzvahs, According to the way it says it in, uh, in, in Sefer Dvarim, a large, large number of mitzvahs are all the way at the end of, uh, uh, of the 40 years. Just uh, for argument's sake, um, Gerishin, Gitin, the, 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 the mitzvah of Get, is only in Pasha's Ki Seitze. So you couldn't divorce your wife for 40 years, right? You had to wait a very long time, stay separated and go to court, you know, until they, could, they got the mitzvah to figure out how a Gerishin could happen. So just as an example, but many of the mitzvahs simply weren't taught to them, so they certainly didn't do them, and they didn't keep them, and uh, it was not relevant to them in any way. That's what we would think should be the case. And so then, just going back to Rashi, when Rashi says that the Har Sinai, all Tariq mitzvahs were given, at the very best, it means it was told, taught to Moshe Rabbeinu in the 40 days and 40 nights that he stood on the top of Har Sinai. Now, let me give you another example, and then we'll go to the problem. The one, there's many problems with this, and we'll go one, one, one major one, which we'll discuss. But let me give you another example. Kali um, Yisrael in Mitzrayim, and the parashas boy. Mitzvahs. Uh, there's the parasha of Kadesh, the parasha of Ahayi Achal. Some people say it every morning when they put on their tefillin. Those are two parashas which are said in the end of parashas boy. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told it to Moshe Rabbeinu when Kali Yisrael was still in Mitzrayim. Presumably, Moshe Rabbeinu told it to Klai Yisrael because that was the idea. Now, in those two parashiyas of Akadah is the mitzvah of Tefillin. So Tefillin was effectively told to Klai Yisrael in, when they were even in Mitzrayim, before they got to Harasinah. But wait a second. You couldn't make Tefillin yet 
because Shema wasn't told to them yet. Hayim those both are in Dvarim. Shema, Hayim Shemaya are two parashies, which is an Akev and Vaschanan and Akev. So those, if you're going to assume that the way it says it in the Torah is the time period that it was brought to Klai Yisrael, so they didn't know Shema. So that means Klai Yisrael didn't say Shema Yisrael for 40 years in the Midbar, no one said Shema Yisrael. As much as a central aspect to Yiddishkeit it is now, it wasn't taught to them until for a very, very long time. No one said Shema, no one said Kriya Shema twice a day, and no one, were, could, have, no one could have possibly put on Tefillin because they didn't even know how to make Tefillin yet. They didn't know what to put into it. It wasn't given to them yet. So I'm just giving you an example where even if a mitzvah was even told to them, it doesn't necessarily mean that they actually started doing that mitzvah because it doesn't make sense. They couldn't have possibly done it. They didn't have the information necessary to be able to do it. More on that. We'll get we'll some more on that later. Actually, exactly when Kali Yisrael started wearing tefillin is a big discussion. It's a big uh, hullabaloo in the, in the Mepharshim. So again, I would like to assume that certainly Kali Yisrael didn't the mitzvahs that they weren't told until they were told those mitzvahs. Because if they weren't taught it, how could you possibly assume, how could they have possibly done it, right? That would make a lot of sense. That's what I would, I would want to think. Now let me do another screen share here and see that there's actually a very well-known Mishnah Brura that you all probably know and you likely heard it a long time ago. And uh, Mishnah Brura says almost the exact opposite here. And it's kind of strange. So here's the Mishabura. This Mishabura is in uh, the end of Hilchas Pesach, which is a simon dedicated to uh, Shavuos, the last, very last simon of Hilchas uh, Pesach. Simon Tafsari Dalits, if you cut near bays, it's number bays here on my sheet. Uh, by the way, if anybody wants this sheet, I will, um, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to send it to you as, uh, via email. The sources. Mishabura says, the simon Tafsari Dalits, if you cut near bays, Machale Chalav. The Merama mentions that it's a minig to eat milchigs on Shavuos, eat uh, dairy. I am Magan Avram, then Magan Avram says one reason why it's a minig to eat milk. And I also heard another pshat in the name of a gadol who remains unnamed for some reason. So Mishaburah has another pshat, why we eat milk and dairy on Shavuos. Shavuot Tam Nachmuz says good reason, why? Because when Klal Yisrael on Vav Sivan, they stood on Har Sinai and they were Mechabal B'tayra. Kiba Aseris Adibris. In the Aseris Adibris themselves, the ones that were said on Har Sinai, Kodesh Baruch Hu said, Anoichi, and Layilacha, and Moshe Rabbeinu said the other eight. In those Aseris Adibris, Nizgala Lehem Ha'yideizek, Kol Chelkei HaTayra. They were taught, they became Nizgala, every single part of Tayra, all Tariyag Mitzvahs, Kamesh Kosev Rav Sadi Goyen, like Rav Sadi Goyen said. Now Rav Sadi Goyen doesn't say, that they kept all Tariq Mitzvahs, and it doesn't even say that they knew all Tariq Mitzvahs. All Rav Sadiqoyen says is that Baseras had Dibris Kulo Kalatari. Rav Sadiqoyen says that in Baseras had Dibris, if you know how, you can find all the Tariq Mitzvahs. Okay, that's wonderful. But Mishura then is extrapolating that they knew how to get, figure out all the Tariq Mitzvahs from Baseras had Dibris without even have learned them yet. Anyway, so they knew all the Sarasa Dibris. So Yardu, they knew all the Tariq Mitzvahs. Yardu Minahal Abesam, and they came out above Sivan, finished Mount Tariq, and went home. And they wanted to eat a Sudyantu, I guess. It was Shuas, right? Loi Matsu Malachal Takeham, and there was nothing they could eat immediately, other than dairy food. Why? Because meat requires a lot of preparation, halachic preparation. 
Lishchoit Mesak and Bodeg. Now they knew they're going to have to shecht it with a kosher knife. They need a chalif, which uh, requires preparation. If they get a hold of one, they have to kosher the knife. As Hashem commands. And you now have to remove the, the, the veins of, of fat and of blood. And you have to wash it. And you have to salt it. And you're going to have to cook it with new kalim. Why? Because any, all their vessels that they had previously, that they cooked within 24 hours, Nasr was prohibited for them to use. It was treif. That's why temporarily they ate milk, dairy, and we commemorate this. So look what Mr. Brewer says here. This is an amazing thing. This is a very well-known Mr. Brewer. It's a very interesting reason. Says the reason why we eat dairy food on Shavuos is because that's what Klal Yisrael ate after Har Sinai. Why did Klal Yisrael eat dairy food? Because they just learned the Tyra, and now it's a very difficult thing to eat fleshigs. You in order to eat, you know, meat, you have to shecht it, you have to salt it, you have to remove the titrafa parts, you have to cook it in the kosher kalem, and it's a very big headache. So they couldn't prepare it right away. But wait a second. Wait one second. What is this supposed to mean? What do you mean they didn't? They didn't get told the mitzvah of Shechita until who knows, somewhere in, uh, I don't even know where it is, the end of Ayikra somewhere. And they didn't get the mitzvah of Dam, it's also in the middle of Ayikra. Yeah, the problem of Kalem Chadashim is in Matais and end of Bamidbar. And it only, the truth is, you look over there, it only seems to have been told to Klai Yisrael because they got the they, they got from the loot of uh, Midian, they got these Kalem, so Kaddish Baruch told them what to do with them. There were, none of these halachas were told to them yet. None of them were taught to them yet. So what's going on over here? What does he mean that they came down from Hasina and they knew everything and they had to keep everything? Just think about this for a minute. This was even before the 40 days, right? This was Vav Sivan. They just came down from Hasina. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't even do the 40 days yet. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't have known the whole Torah yet. And they knew the whole Torah? It's just clear. It's, it's, it boggles the mind how Rishabru could say a thing like that. How could that possibly be true? How could they, uh, if some kind of nace happened, let's say, right? Uh, some fantastic miracle that they, the whole tire went into their head and they just knew everything. So what was Moshe Rabbeinu doing for 40 days? He, he knew less than Klai Yisrael knew? <laughs> he was learning the secrets of the tire. It, it's just, it doesn't make, it, it makes a little sense. It's so hard to understand. But, Mishabur says that. Mishabur says that they knew the whole Torah and they were obligated in the whole Torah starting from Matan Torah and on. And when you think about it, um, you kind of, one thing has to, you know, has to work with the other. Another, you can't obligate Klal Yisrael in the whole Torah unless they knew the whole Torah because otherwise, let's say they got the whole Torah, right? Bahar Sinai, Koloseim, Protoseim, everything was given on Har Sinai. Okay, excellent. But if they don't know it, if they don't learn it, then how are they going to keep it, right? So that means if they don't know, so you tell someone, listen, you have to keep Shabbos. But I'm not telling you what exactly keeping Shabbos is all about. So that first Shabbos, the guy has to sit with his hands tied together because he has no clue what's a malacha, what's not a malacha. He has to sit in place all Shabbos, right? You tell someone you can't eat tray for food, but I'm not telling you what's kosher and what's tray. You can't eat anything, right, until you find out. So obviously there's no way Kaiser could have become obligated in mitzvahs unless they learned all the mitzvahs. So if you're going to make the assumption they were obligated all mitzvahs, that means they knew all the mitzvahs right away. So that means from the moment of Matan Torah, Har Sinai, Kaj Baruch Hu told Kaj Shah, Sarah, 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 Sarah,
it just doesn't make any sense. It's very hard to understand. But this is what Mishnah Bruce says. I found uh, someone showed me that Rev. Arnleib Steinman Zatzal he has Sefer on Chumash Ayelus Shachar. So he asks this question on the Mishnah Bura, and he doesn't have an answer. Um, he also asks, he just doesn't understand, why did they have to eat meat? And why did they have to eat milk? They had mun. Wasn't that what they were eating? That was a whole big deal when they wanted meat, and they had the slav, and etc. Okay, you know, but they lacked what to eat. So another question. He says, okay, you know, maybe it's not the same, like eating real, you know, meat. But, so... So far, what we have here is a Rashi in Bihar that says one thing, and we have a um, we have the Mishnabrura that seems to indicate they became obligated that they knew. Now, let's go through at least a few part, a few mitzvahs in the Torah that, without question, they did not know on Har Sinai, and without question, it was only taught later. Okay, let's go back here. Um, okay. Next source. Sorry. Okay. Next source. Rashi and the Parshas Mr. We just had it. Okay. The Megadev, right? The person who uh, was Mavarach Hashem, he cursed, and it says Mishmar. They put him in jail. To do with him. So Rashi says, they put him alone in jail. Who, right? Who means alone? What does that mean? So Rashi explains. They didn't put the Mekayshish with him, right? There's another gentleman who in the Midbar became uh, liable for the death penalty, and that was the Mekayshish, the person who was Michal Shabbos. So he also happened at the same time. Both these people occurred at the same time, and they both were put into jail because Kaiser didn't know what to do with them. They knew that a Mekayshish is Chayv Misa. That they knew. Why? It says that someone who's Mechal Shabbos is Chayv Misa. That's a Pasuk in Shmais. But they didn't know which Misa. They didn't know what to do with him. That's the Mekayshish, the, the person who's Mechal Shabbos. But this fellow who was Mechalal, who I'm Lahem, they put them into jail because they didn't know what to do. They had absolutely no idea what is his chiv, uh, what was his chiv. They didn't, weren't told his mitzvah yet. They don't know if it was an Avera. They assumed probably a bad thing, but they didn't know. Was that, so this was only given now. So both these mitzvahs are clearly mitzvahs, which were, Kai Israel did not know everything, and Maishur Ben also didn't seem to know because he waited for Akkadish Baruch to give him a command, right? They locked him up. And then Moshe Rabbeinu got a command from Hashem what to do with them. Okay, so you have um, the Mikhaishish, which is Chil Shabbos. So they knew Shabbos. The Shabbos they knew. They knew what you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. That they were aware of. But they didn't know what Misa. Now, Misa, I would think, is one of the Proteseim, right? Proteseim of, of, uh, 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 of the mitzvahs. It's an it's a it's a aspect of the mitzvahs. And clearly they weren't told that yet. And, Mekaj, and this Mikalo, this Megadav, they weren't told at all. So that's a whole mitzvah, one of the tiring mitzvahs, which they clearly were not told at all. They didn't know at all what the mitzvah was or what the halacha was. So that's a guy not going to fit into anybody's rule over here. That you have to know how it works with Rashi in Bahar that says that call tiring mitzvahs is said on Sinai. Well, these weren't. That's the Let me just give you another example over here, and then we'll get back to this in a, for a little bit more. Dalid. 
This is coming up. This is in Parashas Baha This is the Parashah Pesach Sheni. So those people that were Tami during Pesach Rishon because they uh, were carrying, either they became Tami from Atzmas Yosef, carrying Yosef, or they were Tami because they were the ones who took out Nadav and Avihu when they died. So they said, We are Tami from a person. Why are we worse than everybody else? That we can't bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's carbon in its right time. So Moshe told him, wait, I'll find out what Hashem wants to tell you. So here you go. Moshe didn't know. He didn't know Pesach Sheni. He didn't know what to tell them when they said, Why, wait a second, why don't we get to bring a carbon Pesach? And what does Rashi say? Rashi did a Lama Nigara. Really, this parasha should have been taught like Moshe, from Moshe like the rest of the Torah. These people had the schus that it should be told through them, it should be taught through them, through their question. Through people who look for mitzvahs, they try to get a mitzvah, they try to do a mitzvah, so Akadosh Baruch Hu get them the schos that they were mechadish this parsha in the Torah. But clearly, the parsha of Pesach Sheni was not taught on Har Sinai. It was not taught on Har Sinai. It was not given on Har Sinai because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know it yet. And here's another example: by Midbar, yes, this is the parsha of Benoist Slavchad. Benoist Slavchad, where the the, the Slavchad had, he was actually the Mekoshesh, according to uh, Gemara. He was the one who was Michal Shabbos, and he died. And he had five daughters. He didn't have any sons. And it hadn't yet been explained what happens when someone dies and he only has daughters. They, do they inherit? There was no parsha in the Torah yet to teach inheritance. So they asked, "What's the story?" By Yaakov Moshe has mishpata, and so Moshe took their claim and he brought it to Hashem. So what happened here? So here actually Rashi brings two pshatim. They're both in the Gemara, I believe. One pshat is this al-mahalachamimeno. He simply forgot. He did learn it, but he forgot it. The Khan Nifra, and he was get punished. He used a language that was a little bit He said that whatever is difficult, bring it to me and I'll teach it to you. So that was a little lack of humility. That's one shot. So he forgot it. Okay. So if so, he was taught it on Har Sinai. But the second shot is the same thing again. This was a parasha that should have been written Once again, it was B'nai Slavchad. They had a schus. It was written because Megadol and schus Zakai. So this parasha was taught through B'nai Slavchad. Okay. Do, do you see anything that's mashmi in Rashi's right? have. Um, the Nachlus, the Allah of inheritance, Pesach Sheni, the Allah of when you bring a Pesach Sheni, and um, uh, uh, the Makaishish and the Megadif. What was the punishment for someone who's Mechal Shabbos and the punishment for someone who's Mavarach uh, Hashem? Clearly, all of those were things that Moshe Rabbeinu had not learned on Har Sinai. So that certainly doesn't fit into the rule. So now it's a little problem. The Rashi makes this very strong statement in Bahara. Kol Hosein, everything was said in Hasinai. These clearly were not. Okay. A pro- another problem. <clears throat> so now let me, um, let me show you a fascinating thing here from the Mabit. Mabit takes a very, very extreme approach. 
And he holds very strongly that Klal Yisrael absolutely did not learn the Taira, nor were they obligated in the Taira until all the way, until it was taught to them, you know, all the way in the end of the, the end of, of the Midbar, in the end of Midbar. See, they whenever, whenever each respective mitzvah was taught. So we're going to see that inside in a moment. The Mabit is a very early Achrin. He has a sefer called Basil Akim. It's a sefer, Ashkafa sefer. And uh, it's a very, very uh, interesting name, basically, Kim. You know, put Hashem's name in the name of your Sefer. Uh, and as a result, most people don't call the Sefer the basically Kim. They just call it the Babit. <laughs> it's referred to by his name instead of the Sefer's name. So he writes about this. We'll get to that in a moment. But let me point out another conundrum here. And there's another inherent contradiction. And this is something that the Chazanish points out. The Chazanish has a whole simon dedicated, dedicated to this topic. Uh, it's in the middle of Arachayim, even though it doesn't have anything to do with, it's like kind of where Hilta Shavuos would be. Uh, the Chazanish says like this. He says, okay, let's say you'll take the approach that Klal Yisrael wasn't given everything on Har Sinai. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu was told it, but Klal Yisrael only became obligated as they were taught. They only became obligated as it, as it came along in the Torah, right? So it could be Moshe Rabbeinu was told the whole Torah in Har Sinai, but you see for the Kaisish, the Yisrael for sure didn't know it. Klai Yisrael wasn't aware of those halachas, so they only became obligated as they were taught. He says there's a very serious problem here because what did they do? They put the Kaisish to death, right? What did they do? They put the person who was Mechal Shabbos to death. They put the person who was Megadif. They put him to death. Uh, on Har Sinai, it says, Hizar Lachem, don't touch the Har. Whoever touches Harsina will be put to death. That meant, it didn't mean they'll die be struck down from a lightning bolt. It means you had to put them to death. How do you put someone to death? To put someone to death, you need a Sanhedrin. A Sanhedrin of at least 23 people. And the whole halacha of Sanhedrin, including the whole parish of Edus, was only taught in Parshas Shaftim. The end of Dvarim. So how does that work? He says, very nice. We told you they're put to death. Very nice. We told you all this information, and that was taught. But we didn't give you some key stuff. We didn't tell you how to do it. We didn't tell you how to execute it. We didn't give you the the the, the facility to be able to 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 to, to bring about his judgment. There's, there was no court system yet. So this is a very serious issue. You know, it, it, you kind of you can't be both. You can't assume that Kleisrol didn't get it, it, the mitzvahs in our scene that he's got them one at a time. The same problem keeps on coming up. All the mitzvahs are interconnected. You can't really, a lot of the mitzvahs, you can't do one unless you have the other ones, and the other ones were only given much later. This is a problem. So he, he speculates, the Chazanish speculates, which is interesting. He says maybe Sanhedrin, although it was actually taught in Shaiftim, but then again, you see Yisra came, uh, and we don't know exactly when he came, if he came before Mantair, he came after Mantair, that's the Machlaikas in the Gemara. But regardless, he came. And he instituted a justice system. So what kind of justice system did he institute? So, and it was, it was accepted by HaKadosh Baruch. Right? HaKadosh Baruch told Moshe Rabbeinu, go ahead and do it and, and get the people and the Sari Hamishim and the 50 people and the people over 100 people and then and, and you'll have the whole chain of command and you can send it up to the higher court, the higher court, the higher court. So the, apparently there was some system that was put into place and his is that although the true uh, ruling of Sanhedrin with 23 and with Adam and Drisha and Chikir, all those were left for Parsha Shaiftim, which was when it was instituted, but they already had an institution of a justice system, a legal system, it was already in place. 
Ms. Yishk can be held, uh, can, can be attributed credit for putting that into place, and that's how they carried out this judgment. Okay, he has problems with that because it is a little hard to picture that, that Yisra was the one that created a legal system which the Torah itself hadn't really created yet. Maybe you can say it was a temporary uh, measure and it just was there so they can figure out something. You know, we can think about it. We can talk about it. Um, there is a Tysus, if you want to see, there's a Tysus in Sanhedrin. I don't have it in my sources, but there's a Tysus in Sanhedrin. Daftes Vav Amid Beis. Tysus is discussing what I said before, that whoever touched Harsina was put to death. Uh, if an animal touches Harsina, it was put to death. And Tysus discusses how did that work? Who put them to death? Which Bezdin put them to death? And he discusses, he brings in Yisrael into the, into the discussion there. So it's the Tysus, you can take a look. Now let's take a look at the, the base Elohim, the, the Mabit. Okay, so let me just get to it. There we go. Okay, here it is. Okay. So it begins, this is Shara Yisoidis. He has, he has different Sha'arim. He has a Sharon Tfila, and he has a Sharon Tshuva, and this is called Shara Yisoidis, where he goes through different concepts. And this is Paraglamet Zion. And he, he opens the question with uh, what exactly happened on Harsina and what mitzvahs did they keep in the Midbar. I'm starting at the top of the first column. After thinking about this, I hold. There are many mitzvahs that they did not keep in this table, and they weren't even um, commanded. And we're not even talking about the mitzvah of Mila, and that, that there was a sakana to do Mila in the midbar because there was dangerous there, there wasn't the ruach. It's fine. It talks about they didn't keep Mila there. Shevet Levi did keep it. And since they didn't keep Mila, therefore they couldn't bring a carbon Pesach only that one time. But I'm talking about other mitzvahs. I'm talking about all the mitzvahs that were commanded in Arbois Mayav, in Sefer Dvarim. Like we mentioned before, the mitzvahs of inheritance. That only was given because asked. And that was only after Moshe and Elazar started counting Klal Yisrael in Sefer Dvarim. All 40 years, they didn't keep inheritance laws. They had other relatives and there was no sons or daughters or brothers, etc. They, they, I guess they found some other way to, to deal with it, whatever had been in place before that. That's what they did. And they didn't, uh, they didn't keep the Nachlis until later. I'm just trying to imagine, you know, once the Torah did give over the parishes of Nachlis, Imagine what kind of inheritance lawsuits were going on, you know, and everybody was uh, claiming their righteous, right, rightful share. So anyway, that happened later. All the halachas of carbon musaf. They were only said in parashas pinchas. And they weren't said in emar. Those are in matos. Can undo his wife's neder, the taras akelim, and how to make kelim pure, and achsheiron, and make them kosher, and parshas matzus and masoi, davar shul chayvus aguf, things that were their obligation. 
really powerfully where the arrow is the whole Dara Midra didn't say Kriyashma. The whole parish of Shema and Hayyim Shemaya was only said was only said in uh, in Dvarim. They didn't put on Tfilin. And they didn't give Matanis Kahanim. They didn't give Chaza and Shaykh and all the things that go, go to Kahanim. Not only that, there was no marriage ceremony. There was Kiddushan was only taught. It's in Kiseitse. And Gerishin is in Kiseitse. So there was no marriage and there was no Gerishin. People married however they married before Har Sinai. But they didn't do it. Uh, there was no Jewish marriage. Everybody, as soon as that was taught, everybody had to go get themselves a Messiah Kiddushan and two Adam and a Minion and make a new Chasana. They're all their previous marriages were null and void. And all the other things that were mitzvahs. And they were mentioned in the previous four swarm of the Torah. This is quite puzzling. It was a car, the wisest generation. And the Torah was only taught to them. And how could they have possibly learned? Until it wasn't finished being given until after uh, they got the Arabs Mayav. At that point, many of them had already died. And many of the Mesa Midbar already had died at that point. And the Chazal say, All the Mesa Midbar died already. The reason why he wanted to go into Eretz wasn't because he wanted to eat his fruit. He wanted to keep mitzvahs. But what do you mean? Well, he was so worried about those mitzvahs. Maybe he got to do it right before he died. Didn't do it even 37 days. Was the 40th year. He didn't even have two months that he kept all these mitzvahs that he taught. Go up to the next paragraph. He's going to give a partial answer here. All the mitzvahs that are mentioned in Dvarim, even though they were not mentioned earlier in Bamidbar or Vayikra, no, those mitzvahs, even though they're only mentioned in Dvarim, they were taught. It wasn't spoken out, it's not written, but it was taught on our Sinai or in the Almighty. This is the beginning of Dvarim. Maisha taught the Torah. He just came to explain things that were already taught earlier. The only thing that was a over there in Dvarim was the covenant. Oh, I'm sorry. So he said, okay, all those mitzvahs in Dvarim were said earlier. Fine, good. 
It says very good. It doesn't help for everything. There are still mitzvahs that were Nizkru and Pinchas and in Matas Masai, like we said, Nachlas and the Safim and the Dorim and all those. That certainly Sholei Huskru Kiim Sham Barvis Mayav Ukumaisha Nizkru Bikzas and Rekasu Besefer Seif Eilad Var Mashetziv Hashem Yad Mashah Barvis Mayav. These were only taught in Barvis Mayav. I don't want to go, he goes back and forth about this Ramban, so relevant to exactly what they were told, what they were, basically his problem is, we're kind of stuck here. So then he, and we're not going to read through this, you can see it yourself later, um, but he, he, he said maybe the people in the Midbar, they were like big tzaddikim, many of them, and they did what Abraham Yitzchak Yenakim did. Abraham Yitzchak Yenakim also kept the whole Torah even though they didn't learn it, so, and Meshavid Levi had yeshiva in Mitzrayim. They learned all kinds of mitzvahs. So they, they kept the Torah, but they certainly weren't obligated. And they certain, certainly didn't have to. So this is, a, it's just an amazing thing, right? Amazing thing. So the Mabit's opinion is, the Mabit's opinion is, is that they didn't keep any mitzvahs until they were told. And the mitzvahs that define us as Jews, some of the mitzvahs that were, were you know, what we look at ourselves as Jews, Shrus, Tefillin, Shema, all these mitzvahs they did not do until they were taught, which could have been years after Matan Torah, a years. And this certainly doesn't work with what the Mishaburah says, that the reason why we eat milchigs is because they came down from the har and they didn't have a kosher knife, they didn't have kosher kalim. That certainly, he says, is not true. They didn't have these mitzvahs yet, and they didn't keep them yet. That's his approach. Chazayin Ish, which uh, we don't have time now, I'm going to go, again, I have it in my uh, sources, which I'm happy to send you if you send me an email. Uh, the Chazayin Ish, he takes tries to take a different approach. Um, and his approach is that, similar to the Mabit, that everything was learned on Har Sinai, but it was then taught to Klai Yisrael. Meshav Ben learned everything on Har Sinai, but it was taught to Klai Yisrael piecemeal as the time in the Midbar war along. But he has a big problem, and the problem he has is from a Gemara. Let's take a look at this Gemara. And it's a Gemara that we learned in the Daf HaShavua. It was in Chagiga, but when we learned it in Daf HaShavua, I can speak for myself. I had a hard time understanding this Gemara. Now here's the Gemara. The Gemara is in Chagiga. It's in Davav. Start on the Vavam and Aleph on the bottom, and it continues to Vavam at base. Itanya Rabbi Shmuel Oimer Rabbi Shmuel says, "Klolois Nemru Sinai, The the Klolim, the basic idea of the mitzvahs were set on Har Sinai. Uprotois by Elmoid, but the particular halachas of each mitzvah was only said in Elmoid, as Kadosh Baruch Hu explained it that. He spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu from the top of the Kapiris, and he taught him all the mitzvahs in Almay. Rabbi Kiva, I'm no. Klalais u pratois namru besinai. There's a mistake here. I'm supposed to say namru. Namru besinai. They were taught on Har Sinai. Vinishnu ba'almayed. And then they were repeated in the Almayed. Vinishtalshulu ba'arvismayev. And they were said a third time in Arvismayev. Now, when Rashi in Parshas Bahar says that Klolos of Proteseim Nemru Misinai, he's quoting Rabbi Kiva's opinion. He's quoting Rabbi Kiva's opinion. So let's see Rashi on this Gemara. Pirish Rashi. Klolos Nemru Misinai. What does that mean? Harbe Dvarim Nemru Stumim Misinai. Many things were said in our Sinai, but they weren't explained. Shalini Sparshu Kotorkan, they weren't explained totally. And they were only explained after the Mishkan was put up by Almayed. One of the examples, which is what Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva are disagreeing about. The halachas of Avaida, exactly how you do that, but it wasn't explained. 
All it says in, in uh, Mishpatim is, or in the end of Yisrael, is build a Mizbech out of earth. But that's all it says. It doesn't say how to do an oil. It doesn't say how to do a shlamim. It doesn't say how to spritz the blood. They have to take off the skin. And how you cut up an oil. And which part of the shlamim go on the Mizbech. Well, that all wasn't explained. So when was that explained? Pratis by al-Mayed. That was explained in al-Mayed. Meshukam ha-Mishkan. Medibu yimra me'al kapayres. And as Shem spoke all from the kapayres, Shem pirish ha-Kazu g'diksib. Ve'ikra al-Mayed shavay adabri al-Mayed leymar. And he spoke to him al-Mayed. M'sevet ha-Riz kainim. Da'ina ve'ikra. Nisparshu kala halukhaz karbim chendar amhar. So this is Rabbi Shmuel's opinion that they were all said, the klal was said on Harsina, but the Pratim only said later. What, whereas Rabbi Kiva says, no, everything was taught on Hasina with the Pratim. Now, what are they arguing about? The Gemara explains. If you remember the Gemara, the Gemara wants to know, it says in Parshas Yisrael, I'm sorry, in the end of Parshas Mishpatim, which according to, let's work with the Ramban, it's just easier to understand in context of the Gemara, was the day of Matan which is above Sivan, Moshe went up to Harasina, he was Mechabal the Taira, and they had the Kailas and Brokham and all that, and Moshe came down. He came down. He came down. He didn't go straight into the into Shemayim for 40 days, 40 nights. No, he came down and he spoke to Kal Yisrael and they said, you have to talk to us. We can't have Hashem talking to us. We're going to die. And then at that point, in the end of Parashim Mishpatim, they brought Eilois and they brought Shlomim and they had a uh, they had a party. They had a big Simcha, a tremendous Simcha. They were Mechabal Taira and they spritzed blood and there was a bris and they were like Gerim and so on and so forth, etc., etc. So the question the Gemara wants to know is, it says they brought oilers. What oiler did they bring? What was that oiler that they brought? So Rabbi Kiva says it was the oilers HaTalmud. They were bringing the oiler that we're obligated to bring every day. It was Matan Tari had just been given. They brought the oilers HaTalmud. Rabbi Shmuel says, no, they couldn't have possibly brought the oilers HaTalmud because they didn't know how to bring an oilers HaTalmud because oilers HaTalmud is only explained in Parshat Tzab. And it doesn't make sense if you're going to tell me that they were bringing oilers of Tammet every day, and then suddenly in Pasha Sam, they said, oh, that's the way you do an oilers of Tammet. Okay, let's redo it now. We'll do it differently. doesn't make sense. So he says what they did, what they brought was oilers Ria. The Riyas Panem, they were Mechabal Pnei So they brought something which was like an oilers Ria, which was similar to the oilers Ria that was brought later, but it wasn't the exact mitzvah. So they didn't bother him if it was done differently later on, you know, in Yamim Taivim, when they finally did start bringing on Yamim Taivim, they did it a little different. That doesn't bother so much. Doesn't bother him so much. But the fact was that they, did was they brought an Eilas uh, Ria, and it couldn't be an Eilas Atamid because it doesn't make sense. They didn't know how to do it yet, and it was only taught later. Rabbi Kiva says, no. Eilas Sayan, the Pratisayan, Diktukem, Sinai, everything was given in our Sinai, and they knew how to do it, and they did it with Hafshid and Nituach because they knew the Allah already on our Sinai. So the Chazish brings this Gemara and he says, uh, this kind of says, not like me. This says that when we say that Klal Yisrael was taught the mitzvahs and Harsinai, Klal and Pratisayim, and Diktukayim, means they actually got all the halachas. That means they brought this carbonate Tamid and they knew how to bring it. They brought it with Hefshin and Nituach. They brought it with all the halachas of Matan Damim. They actually knew how to do it. He says it doesn't really kind of pan out. It's hard to understand that in, in light of the rest of the Torah, but that does seem to, that seems quite clear that that's the meaning of what Rabbi Akiva is saying, what Rashi in the beginning of Bahar is saying. So hey, let's just see that one line of the Chazanish, and then we'll summarize what we know over here. Here's the Chazanish. Find you where he says that.
No, it's time. Is it? It's time. So here it is. I'm going to make a. Um, it's uh, at the end of this paragraph. This first, uh, this first column here. It's all the way at the end. If you go four li- three lines from the bottom. This is where he summarizes. Zaysa Maris, this teaches us. The three lines from the bottom, Zaysa Maris, there. According to Rabbi Shmuel, it wasn't explained the halacha of Hefshid on Har Sinai. Umashma, but it seems like, according to Rabbi Kiva, we should say, it was taught to him this particular halacha, and it was not only that, but it was told that he has to start doing it. Even though the mitzvah wasn't written much later. And this is not like I said earlier. So that's where he has a problem. So he remains with the problem. Uh, this doesn't exactly stim. The last thing I'll, tell, I'll share with you is a nitziv. This nitziv is on in Murai Mesader, which is his sefer on Chagiga. It's on the page above. It's also in his chuvis. Um, he has a tshuva in, in Meshav Davar. It's Chelek Beis, Simonai, and Zayin. He wrote this tshuva to a very famous person. He wrote it to the Stei Chemed of uh, Chizkiah Medini. Chizkiah Medini lived in uh, Yerushalayim, and he sent a question to the Nitziv from very far away. And his question was that there were a whole group of Karayim that lived in Yerushalayim, these people that uh, only kept Torah Shabbat Peh, about Ksav, they didn't keep Torah Shabbat Peh. They were basically, you know, Kaifrim. And uh, they wanted to buy a Sefer Torah. And I wanted to know, can you write a Sefer Torah for them? And the, the, the Kila Kedosh in Yerushalayim wasn't interested in writing a Sefer Torah for the Karayim. But they said, you know what? We have Apostle Sefer Torah. We'll be happy to sell you Apostle Sefer Torah. And they wanted to ask the Nitziv, what's the right thing to do? Should we sell them Apostle Sefer Torah? Should we teach? Can we write them? That's what he's talking about. Anyway, in the middle, he discusses this issue here. And he says like this. He says that in Ahar Sinai, they were given Torah Shabbat Shabbat. The whole Torah Shabbat Shabbat, every single part of it. The thing is, Torah Shabbat you can't really do a lot with Torah Shabbat on its own. You read the Pesukim, you have no clue what they really mean. You have no clue how to keep the mitzvahs. It tells you to put on tefillin. Do you know what tefillin looks like? We have no idea what tefillin looks like, right? You need Torah Shabbat for that. It tells you how to bring karbanis without mishnayis, without gemara. You don't know what kind of matan damim, how, how you put the blood on the mizbeach, on this corner, on that corner, right? Yeah, it says you have to put blood on the mizbeach, but you have no idea how to do that. You need mishnayis for that. So the whole Torah was given, but they couldn't do anything with it, really, because they didn't really, didn't really have the, the Torah Shabbat Peh. Moshe Rabbeinu knew it, but they weren't taught it. Why were they taught Mishnayis, he says? Mishnayis was taught in Oil Mayit. Throughout, throughout the whole Midbar, they were being taught Mishnayis. Shish Mishnah. Gemara, which is the questions and answers and all, the, everything that's in Gemara, they still weren't taught that. Moshe Rabbeinu knew it, didn't teach it to them. He didn't have to teach it to them. He taught it to them in Arvis Mayim. It was a special matana he gave us. He gave, gifted us Gemara. That was in Sefer Dvarim. That's when he taught us Gemara. Very fascinating thing that Nitzv says. So according to him, there were three stages of development of Klai Yisrael. On Har Sinai, we learned Torah. On our, in the, from the in Mishkan, we learned Mishnayis. And then in, in Sefer Dvarim, he taught us Gemara. So let's summarize what we've learned here so far, and then we can call it a day. So we started out that the most logical thing to assume was that Moshe Rabbeinu learned the whole Torah on Hasina means in the 40 days, 40 nights, he learned the whole Torah. But he wasn't obligated to do it. Klai Yisrael certainly didn't learn it then. It took them a long time to learn it, and they only became obligated when they learned it. 
And the problem that we have is that the Mishnah Guru says that they walk down from Harsina and they're really obligated in kosher meat and obligated in kosher kalim and obligated in shechita and, and they, they knew everything somehow and they had to do everything. They knew everything because of the Saras Adibris and it just flies in the face of, of, of what it seemed, the terror seems to go. Then we had the Mabit that said totally the other way and he proved it from the, the sources we brought from the Bnei Slavchad with the inheritance, from the way they killed the person who was Bechal Shabbos in the word of Christ and Pesach Sheni. Clearly, they did not keep the Torah until they were taught it. And he has a problem. They didn't put on tefillin all 40 years in the Midbar. They didn't say Kriyashma all 40 years in the Midbar. But he says that's what it says. And then he speculates maybe that Tzadikim did keep the Torah, but they weren't obligated until it was told. And it wasn't told till the end of the Midbar. That's when they started keeping all the mitzvahs. And that's his opinion. The Chazanish wants to take a similar approach but he has two serious problems. One, which we mentioned earlier, is that how did they put the Mekayshas to death? They didn't even know how to have a Sanhedrin. They didn't even know how to make a judgment. They didn't even know how to carry out a, a law procedure. That's one question he asks. It was only given in Shaiftim. And the other question, which we just saw, is that the Gemara that says this Rabbi Akiva, the source of Rashi, seems to indicate that that means it did keep the mitzvahs. They were given it, they were taught it, and they started keeping it as it was meant to be kept, all the mitzvahs, from Harsina, and the problem is, how could they keep it? They were not taught it. They learned it all. How did they learn it all? And that's a, a basic problem that we're going to remain with. And the Nitzim's approach was that they were taught Teresha Belpeh, Teresha Biksav and Harsinai, Teresha Belpeh, the Mishnayis, they were taught throughout the Midbar, and all at the end of the Midbar is when they were taught Gemara. Uh, if you have any questions, um, you can ask them now. We'll take questions now. And if you want the if you want the source sheet, you can email me and I'll be happy to email it to you.